I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. And this is YBYA. So today we have a special guest. Allison, I'll let you introduce him. Our special guest is Nate. Do, 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 do. My, my loving husband. Has Hi everyone. A... I'm waving at the mic. <laughs> he has agreed to the torture that is going to be this game. Alright, so this game is the Guess That Plot Challenge. And uh, for those of you who don't know, it is a great fun tag that went around booktube like about a year or two ago. And it is where we give co uh, covers of books to Nate and Allison, and by we I mean me, and they have to guess the plot of that book, and whoever's closest to the plot of that book, based off of the cover alone, gets a point. We are going to do our first one. All of our covers are going to be listed on our website, so you can look alongside with us. This book is Girls in White Dresses by Jennifer Close. Thank you. This is tough. This is a really hard game. Um, <laughs> I'm like, You're like, I have to be creative? What? I'm like, it's a post-apocalyptic world with a female protagonist. <laughs> Uh, it's a good guess. Well, no, but it's you said it, it's not YA, so it can't be that. Um, <laughs> Post-apocalyptic exists in adults. No. Um, <laughs> so I think it is about a... Uh, is, is, do Are nuns in a coven? Is that a thing? Is a coven a of covenant. witches. A covenant. A covenant of nuns. They're witches. <laughs> <laughs> witch nuns. <laughs> that would be a great cool book. book. Okay, so that's what I'm going with. Write that uh, one down. Yeah. Witch, witch nuns. No, uh, so it is like a covenant of... <laughs> Girls who are being raised uh, for nefarious purposes. They're like going to be super humans um, type thing. Oh, like, like Stepford Wives? Yeah, kind of like that. That vibe. Um, but so all the girls are, it's like a coven type thing going on. Covenant. And uh, they're being raised to be like perfect girls to be given out to men in high society. I'm going to vomit. Yeah. At the idea of your book. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Allison. Girls in white dresses. Um, I think this is a contemporary adult book. Um, the main character is, well, it could be adult or it could be way. I think the main character is a young girl, young teen girl or maybe 16 or 17 um, who is a debutante. She's going to do one of those coming out ball crap things that they do in the South. Um, where you have to wear a white dress and you dance with your dad and it's like this weird patriarchy thing that makes me want to cry. And she... She goes on some kind of internal journey <laughs> to... From wanting this debutante thing, wanting to be a debutante, to uh, resisting the idea... The, the patriarchy as it is um, and rejecting the idea of her debutante coming out. All right, now here is the Goodreads summary. Good. Isabella, Mary, and Lauren feel like everyone they know is getting married. On Sunday after Sunday, at bridal shower after bridal shower, they coo over toasters, collect ribbons and wrapping paper, eat minuscule sandwiches and doll-side cakes. They wear pastel dresses and drink champagne. And then they have to, amid the celebration work on their own lives. Um, and they all have really bad, weird things that are happening to each other, and it's like an intertwining of stories, and they all meet up at these weddings, and a bunch of things happen, and it's very much a contemporary adult novel um, about the patriarchy of marriage and how these three women are like, screw it, but then some of them are like, oh, maybe. And so <laughs> it's really interesting. So I'm torn because you were right in terms of like the internal journey that the women go on, yeah. but you were right in terms of like, 
being groomed in the commentary on society. Mm. So I don't really know. I'm kind of thinking Allison wins this one because it was contemporary, contemporary. and that she was right in that. I, th I wanted to go like 27 Dresses vibe first. That was my mm -hmm. initial thought. In, in hindsight, looking at this now, it's like someone in like a bridesmaid potential dress sort of thing right, with right. a bouquet that she like caught. Which is what I thought at first, but then I was thinking the, the, the word girls threw me off and I should have known it was an adult novel because girls is in like the title of 8,000 adult novels 8,000 adult novels. Um, and it's like, no, they're not girls, they're women, patriarchy. But that's why I went away from that, but I think... I agree with you, Kels. I think I win. <laughs> you agree with her that you won? Surprise! I agree that I, I, agree that I won. <laughs> so here's this one. This is Cold Summer by Gwen Cole. I know the cover, but I've never read it. Okay, that's fine. And so I you have... start. Okay. Um, this is a YA novel. Uh, it is about a girl and a boy who live in different dimensions, but... They somehow, one of them comes through the veil somehow and they meet each other and they kind of start this, you know, first sight love crap. Um, and it's a constant battle to get back to each other while also balancing their own personal lives in their own little dimensions, which are very different. It's probably dual perspective. I think this is an adult novel about a woman who is sent to Siberian Russia as a reporter, and while there, falls in love with a... <laughs> why aren't you writing books? I know! I just want to be like, Nate, why the hell are you in IT? What is this crap? I'm like, all these ideas, give it back. I will take them. You can have them all. I don't okay. Have, they, they, don't turn into code. they don't turn into code very well. So. <laughs> um, but meets a uh, gruff Siberian man who she teaches to love kind of like beauty and the beast but retold in the the north of russia is kind of the vibe i'm going for any magic uh i feel like that's a loaded question i don't think so it's very you just said beauty and the beast retelling okay so that's yeah, why no, I no, implied it. no no magic very i guess contemporary is that just like just people doing things contemporary means realistic realistic happening. action yeah. and yeah. happening now yeah very contemporary just yeah exactly happening right now just and she maybe was sent on this assignment as a, like, punishment for getting in some business back in the West, like, you know, the Americas or whatever. Very like, conspiracy type yeah. thing. But it's, like, that's kind of just, like, a sub thing. It's more about the developing of, you know, thawing the cold heart of this Russian man. Okay, hold on. I'm so in love with this idea. I'm like, Nate, what the hell? That's not right, but I love it. <laughs> you should write movies. <laughs> Um, so, uh, <laughs> this is the plot of Cold Summer by Gwen Cole. Um, Kale is a boy who has been trying to control his time-traveling abilities Aww. for years, and he, uh, ends up going back in time to several different battles in, uh, World War II in 1994, and, uh, his friend Harper, who used to be the girl next door, comes to back to live in the summer, um, this particular summer next door to him, and she discovers his name in a historical article and this brings a whole bunch of questions about what he does and so she tries to help him and befriend him and love him into despite his time traveling abilities so i'm gonna go with allison just because of the twice dimensional thing yes, ya that type of thing and it is dual perspective in <gasps> fact no <laughs> there's a boy and a girl on the cover and they're not standing next to each other it's probably dual perspective <laughs> nate you are first with phoenix rising 
by Byrony Pierce. They can fight for the future, but they can't escape the past. That, that was the, the tagline, not his idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's all me. <laughs> Original Nate Thompson. Um, so Phoenix Rising is about... All right, I'm going to go YA. Um, not dystopian future yet. It's getting there, though. And it is these two young adults who are, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Recruited by a, like, kind of spy agency organization to um, stop the world from ending from an unknown source. <laughs> um, but the reason that they are recruited is because they have some sort of, uh, like, mixed up past where they've both gotten in a bunch of trouble, maybe, like, they're you know, whatever trouble you can get in at a young age, but is still sort of relevant. Maybe the guy killed somebody in an act, but it was like kind of an accident, but like not really like trying to defend his friend kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the, whatever agency is able to leverage that um, with the promise that they can, you know, wipe their record clean or whatever, and they can have a fresh slate. Um, and obviously they have no romantic interest with each other. Um, they fall in love throughout the thing. But uh, maybe it's like a three-book trilogy, and at the first book or book and a half, they don't really like each other, but they grow to learn to love. Cool. They grow to learn to love. <laughs> they grow to learn to love. Okay. Phoenix Rising is about two young people who have been recruited or joined a rebellion of some sort, and at least one of them has pyromancy magic. Wow. Um, and they are attempting to overthrow the dictator-esque leader of their current co country, or maybe the world, if it's gotten that big, um, but there's someone in the organization that will betray them. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so Phoenix Rising is actually in a future world where um, it is dystopian and uh, fossil fuels are running out and democracy mm. has collapsed and the world has not completely gone away yet. But there is a um, pirate crew that fights for survival mm. called the Phoenix and they salvage debris and fossil fuels and anything that they can on the sea. Um, and Toby is uh, on that ship. And then he meets Isla, who is on the rival pirate ship. And the two of them kind of fall in love and trust and try and do this conspiracy. And Toby doesn't quite know who to trust. And it's a little Romeo and Juliet-esque, along with this adventure dystopian era. I'm struggling. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a Mad Max Waterworld crossover yeah. with pirates. I like how we both just totally ignored the Skull and Crossbones and didn't bring pirates into this at all. Yeah. Like, oh, Skull and Crossbones. I don't fun. know. I'm really struggling. Part of me, my, like, instinct is to go with Nate because he was talking more about, like, the dystopian side and he was like, it's the world is almost gone to ruins. Yeah. And so that's why I'm headed because otherwise you guys were very similar. Yeah. They were really similar. But I do, I think, honestly, if I'm going to be impartial, I would give it to Nate because yeah. of his specific saying the, the world is not hasn't have ended, ended yet, yet, but it's like, and that's way. what's happening is, is like the fossil fuels are scarce, and that, that's why they're like pirate crews and they're like exploiting it and that type of thing. So, I'm gonna give it to Nate. Nate gets a point. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one is Storm Dancer by Jay Kristoff. Allison, you're first. Okay, so I know the author 
Um, so should Nate. That's why I thought it was fair. I have no idea who this person You've is. read him. You've read I him. I know. I'm so bad with authors. I don't... I, he's the co-author of Illuminae. That's what oh, I'll give him. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, Storm Dancer is set in feudal Japan, and it is about a young woman who is training to be a samurai... Um, uh, probably to avenge someone's death, or maybe to prove her worth to her family, um, but pro- mm, I'm gonna say that there aren't women training openly to be samurai, so it's very, it, I, I feel it's very, like, Mulan, like, assumed identity of a male Training. Hmm. Nate. Um, I'm going to go with still feudal Japan, period. But in this iteration of Internet. history, uh, it's, there's like a magic-based thing. So being the storm... So like Storm Dancer is like a title mm-hmm. that she is being trained for. So she's going to be the Storm Dancer. Um, and I do still think it's significant that she's a woman, like, she's the first female storm dancer that's ever happened, and it's, like, causing, causing waves in their society, um, and maybe, like, you're supposed to be trained by the previous storm dancer or something, um, kind of like Avatar vibes, but, mm-hmm. like, the, that one was, like, no, something, you can't be the storm dancer, like, it has to go to a male heir or whatever, so then there is this, like, maybe one or two iterations back, steps up and is willing to train her, because recognizes the purpose of the position of being the storm dancer, which I'm not entirely certain what you're supposed to do as a storm dancer at this point. Um, I think maybe it's for, like, protecting the islands from natural disasters. That's cool. Kind of like tidal waves and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's what the Storm Dancer does. So, so Storm Dancer is about, it's set in this fantasy world, actually. It is based off of uh, Japanese myths. Uh, but uh, there are these creatures called um, Ashitoras that are supposed to be extinct that are kind of dragon-esque. Um, and they're sent to capture one for a, a race, this girl and her father. Um, and they manage to get one, but it's kind of, like, toothless in that it's flightless, it's very wounded, and it can't, um, her father is stranded, and she's only got this, this creature and herself, um, and so she tries to, um, find her way back, but meanwhile, it's a dual perspective, I think, the city and the country that she loves is being taken over by the Lotus Guild, or it's a machine called the Lotus Guild, um, and they're burning the race of those that are impure. Um, and so she kind of learns secrets about them and what happened to her father, actually. And she decides that she's going to return to the city and make them all pay. So that's why I'm going to give it to Allison, because she mentioned specifically the revenge track. I didn't have a revenge plot in mind. Yes. There no, was no revenge plot. You always have a revenge plot if there's swords involved. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't really... It, it doesn't really say about her like achieving any sort of status. She is already kind of powerful and of herself. But the idea is more of her, and it's the bond between her and this beast, this creature that she... Which is not on the cover, so I understand why you guys were all like, we're just going to talk about her by herself. Endangered by Lamar Giles. Okay. 
Um, Endangered is a YA book about a young girl, teen girl, who is... recruited into a spy slash CIA agency type position um, and finds out as she's going through the training or as she's doing the jobs that she has skills and knowledge that she shouldn't have already that should, she should need to be trained to do. Um, kind of like a Jason Bourne kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and she's got to figure out, she's going to use the, her position in the agency to try to figure out why in her past and who she really is. Hmm. Great. Nate. Endangered is about a, um, high school aged girl who is really into photography who accidentally takes a picture of some like mob bosses stuff going down not realizing that she you don't think that's it no, no i'm just like listening to you storytell right now i know it's kind of amazing who, who had so she accidentally takes some photos incriminating photos of like a crime agency um things going down and she, like they notice her taking them at the last moment and she, like, runs away from them because they're like, hey, hey, stop it, whatever, that kind of vibe. Because uh, she thought it was just a cool picture because she's just, like, likes taking photography. Um, and so then it's about her trying to uh, get this information to the proper authorities while also hiding from the mob bosses and everything. But, like, the people won't listen to her because she's a kid. That trope is going on hard. So, like, her and her best friend who's some sexually awkward high school boy uh, because that's just how these things work. Uh, He's not wrong. (laughs) He's so right. Um, Go and... The forever friend zone guy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Gordy from Lizzie McGuire. (laughs) Like that vibe hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But they go and they're able to eventually, um, you know, get high enough up the ladder that someone will listen to them and are then, you know, break the mob boss's entire thing and the city is saved for good. So... Endangered by Lamar Giles is about this young uh, anonymous photo blogger who snaps a picture of her classmates and teachers blackmailing them on this admirer site, and someone catches her doing it and starts threatening her life. So and she has to figure closer. out how to survive and who is blackmailing her now. So, so Nate she was blackmailed a bunch of people and then start black- somebody starts blackmailing her. Mm-hmm. So Nate gets a point. Nate gets a point. I was thinking barrel of the gun rather than camera That's lens. That's a camera but lens. But, yes. It's a hundred, yeah. All right, here's your next one. The point. The score is three to two. We're playing to five. <laughs> yeah, I like it. The first to five? Yes, the first to five. Sure. All right, you guys are going to think about The Replacement by Brenna Yovanoff. Okay, so The Replacement is about a changeling infant child um you know what a changeling is Nate? I know what a changeling okay. is just check it um so the changeling is re- is sent in place and the fairy pe- folk or and they're like the ugly fairies not like pretty cute fairies take the the human child so I think this is 
a dual perspective of the human child and the changeling child when they are of the human child trying to maybe okay hmm. I think they're teenagers now so they were changeling as infants and now it's their teenagers um, and the changeling child is like weirdly aggressive and violent um, and but discovers that it's a changeling because it finds a fairy or something and is trying to get back to its fairy parents because it hates the human world. I think the replacement is a um, this single mother moves to a new town that's kind of like foggy Maine kind of vibes and um, for I don't know if there's a reason why she had to move maybe it's not important in the story uh, gets there has a small infant child okay um, who is then replaced by a different child and she they look very like almost identical yeah but she can tell because you know it's, it's like your child is it a supernatural child I don't think I think it's just there's just something off about it. Okay. And she tries to convince all of the people in the town. No, no, it's definitely supernatural. It's like, but like thriller, haunted house supernatural. Yeah. Like fairies, supernatural. So they, so they, so she's trying to convince people in the town and the whole town like was not buying it because mm-hmm. they're all in on it kind of thing. And it's like her big conspiracy that these people stole her child and tried to replace it with another one and Maybe it's, okay, so now it's going to get really actually supernatural, where the people of the town, uh, they, like, like, harvest compassion and love so that it keeps them, like, alive and young. They're either, like, demons or something. Whoa! Yeah, they're either, like... For real! Why are you not a writer? Yeah, so they're, like, demons or something, or, like, people who have, like, weird ritual sacrifice thing they're like they founded this town in like salem witch era and now it's like the modern day and it's like the same people in the town because they keep doing this yeah they put in this fake replacement idol child who absorbs the like love. the stardust witches where they have to eat the hearts of the young to stay young yes exactly like that so they do that by replacing someone who moves their child with a fake one that's able to like collect the love and compassion of raising a child and then they like obviously just kill the person and then absorb the love to keep their town running okay so when you are like old and yeah. don't want to do computers anymore you need to be a novelist right. um the points go to allison <laughs> because it is about um this guy named mackie who is a, a changeling he's the replacement left in the crib of a human baby 16 years ago and he wants nothing more than to be a part of the human world. Um, but they're all kind of rejecting him, and he is trying to get close to his crush and all this stuff. And then when his crush's baby sister goes missing, he volunteers to go after the baby because he's one of the few that would know the world, and he has to figure out which world he wants to be a part of. So. Ding, ding, ding! Now I'm ahead. All right, so for the win, this is for Allison. In order to stay in the game, Nate, you have to get this right. Pressure's on. I'm ready. This is Swim to Me by Betsy Carter. (laughs) And Nate, you're first. Yep. (laughs) Um, This is about 
two synchronized swimming women who are lesbians, but it's in a period of time where they're it's that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, um, it's just about them trying to like secretly love each other and the fleeting glances they have across the pool kind of thing. Um, and yeah, something bad has to happen. There needs to be an inciting incident because right now this is all just like exposition. Like, <laughs> cool. And then they they're there and they want to be together and they can't. Um, and maybe it, I, one of them is found out, but the other one isn't, and they're, uh, kicked, they're like an Olympic, like, synchronized swimming team. Like, they're, like, going on to some big competition. And so one of them's kicked off the team, and the other one is, like, distraught and doesn't know whether they should continue or if they should drop out, because they also know that they were the second half of this. Um, and in the end... They, I don't know how this story ends. <laughs> this one's, I'm, I'm real in here. You could say it, they leave it, there is no ending. There is there's no a ending. sequel. And then, yeah, and there's a sequel where they actually go to the tournament. It's like Bring It, but with lesbians. <laughs> and and synchronized swimming. Yeah. <laughs> write that book for me too, please. I don't want to write that book. <laughs> I might, I, I would be interested in writing my replacements pitch, but I don't know. That one I, I really like. I don't want to write about synchronized swimmers. Okay. That and the Beauty and the Beast with the Russian yeah, Siberian reporter. So okay, um, so I think that Swim to Me is about sisters who um, both were swimmers. I think it's an adult novel. They were both swimmers in their youth, maybe high school, college. And then something horrible happens to one of them, like an injury. So mm-hmm. she like can't swim um, anymore, and they... She, like, falls into a, a depression, and in order to... And it's been, like, years, and, like, for some reason they've lost connection. They're kind of, like, yeah. not estranged, but there's no real, like, the connection they had when they were swimming together. <laughs> Nate's shaking his head. Um, the connection they had when they were swimming together is really lost, and so I think it's about their journey to reconnect as sisters, and then also maybe the um, this sister who has has this physical disability now, mm-hmm. ha- regains her ability to swim in a different way, like paraplegic kind of sort gotcha. of conditions. Okay, so Swim to Me is about this woman from the Bronx who takes a bus down to Florida in pursuit of her dreams of being a synchronized swimmer. Um, and she joins this, like, it's based off of this real troupe in uh, Wikiwachi Springs, Florida that dress up as mermaids and do mermaid synchronized shows. It's kind of like a trade show. And uh, Dolores changes her name to Dolores Taurus and becomes one of the most famous mermaid show acts in Florida. And it's about her trying to deal with the press and invading her life and this big competition she's going to be in. So Nate gets the points. (laughs) Swimming. All right. She doesn't have a secret synchronized swimming lover, though? No. Just to be clear. Okay. <laughs> Just to be clear. Just to and if she did, I think it's male. Um, all right. Again, so we've got four points, three points. Ooh. You gotta go. keep winning to stay in this game. I'm ready. The Secret Life of Sparrow Delaney by Suzanne Harper. Allison starts. 
I love this book, by the way. Okay. Um, I've heard of this book. I heard the title, but I don't remember. Probably from me. Probably. Okay. So, The Secret Life of Sparrow Delaney is about a young woman who is, like, totally normal by, like, by day. Um, like, nobody knows. She, she's totally average and normal and popular and seems like the most white bread person ever. Mm-hmm. But then, secretly, because it's a secret life, uh, she is actually a spirit, like a, a medium. So she uses tarot and she communicates with spirits and she helps families communicate with their lost loved ones. Um, and there is one of the spirits she communicates with, mm, no wait, a spirit reaches out to her to help them find someone alive, to connect, like, like a a lost family member reaches out to her instead of a living family member reaching out to her, Mm -hmm. and so she has to help this spirit track down their living relative to commune with, so that they can tell them something important. Hmm. Nate? Great guess, Allison. It's wrong. No. I'm going very similar vibes. Uh, still, female protagonist uses tarot and is a medium of sorts to communicate with spirits. But... Stop walking, Tom. I think that she... Like the her her ability to communicate isn't super like well developed, um, and it's her trying to find more people who also have this ability to like teach her how to become a better uh, like communicator of, with the spirits and like mm-hmm. how to get better connected um, so that she can help people more. Um, and I and I think yeah the the fact that she can communicate with spirits is like her skill, but it's not like the point the point mm-hmm. is her learning from uh various individuals she's traveling around but she's like still secret though it's like she can't be like oh where are you going and it's like oh I'm, I'm something something like gotta go travel for whatever and it's actually her trying to find these people who can teach her and like maybe there's like lots of people who are have like little bits of knowledge but no one has the full encompassing sphere of knowledge about how to right so it's like her journey to become Mm. like she's gonna like find the masters yeah to learn all of the different bits of information to actually become good at this one thing i'm angry at you why because you're really good at this and i don't (laughs) understand why you refuse to like why you think you can't write I said the pot to the kettle. I'll delete that. Uh, <laughs> um, so, The Secret Life of Spiro Delaney is about this, uh, the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter. Of course. Classic. And she is, her whole family's weird. And the entire town knows it. And all she wants is to be normal in her life. She tries really hard, but her grandma, you know, does jujitsu in the in the yard where the graves of her past four dead husbands are, and, you know, she's got, you know, six older sisters that had things before her, and she's just like, please, dear God, let me be normal. So on the first day of 10th grade, a boy catches her eye, but he's dead. And he keeps trying to communicate with her, and she doesn't want to have anything to do with it, and Welcome she... Welcome to Allison winning this game. <laughs> she doesn't want anything to do with it, and so he is trying to get in contact with his twin brother, nice. who happens to be very, very cute... 
but he obviously can't see the twin brother, and she starts trying to spend time with the twin brother, and it's actually quite a nice love story. Um, but I win. But Allison wins. She gets the point. Well, so I want. I, I, I need more information about this story. So like, the boy who catches her eye is dead. But so then she's just able to be like, well, your twin's fine. Like, is that how... That feels kind of shallow. It's kind of gross. You know? like. But I'm sure that's part of the journey. Yeah. It's a whole part of the dilemma. Being yeah. like, because, I liked your dead brother. Because, you know, spoiler alert, the, the purpose... It's very much like Just Like Heaven. Have you guys seen that movie with Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo? Oh, it's an adorable movie. But the idea is that the ghost came back... To get the two of them together. Oh, sure. Does that make sense? I see. So even though they're twins, it's that... He wants her to be with... The his. brother. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that makes the it point. More. That makes sense. I also think that I had an advantage on this one because I know you like this book. You just said that. Oh, shit. And I was thinking about your book. I was like, how could... What part of this could McKaylee have in, included Sleep. in her book Sleeper that she's writing? Nice. That's so sneaky. The it would. I would say yes. This book, just like heaven, that whole type of like ghost. I've always been fascinated with ghosts. I wrote a whole other book series with ghosts in it that will never see the light of day. <laughs> Much like ghosts. Yeah. Super fun! Congratulations, Allison. Yeah, she honestly, had the advantage. Like, I got some points though. Nate got three points, That's which is pretty than, bomb. More than fifty percent of five. Yeah. I'm like really actually impressed. So this was super fun. Um, we apologize for the lateness of the last podcast. Uh, there were some family things going on in my world, um, and, and Allison grad stuff in my and world. grad school stuff in Allison's world. So we were very forgiving of each other and. Uh, we're happy to be back with this awesome, fun game. Thank you, Nate. Thanks, Nate. This will not be the last time we drag you on here. Mm, okay. All right, and I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. I'm Nate. Go read the thing. Close, Close enough. enough. And, go <laughs> and, and now, now go read the thing. It's perfect because I got it wrong. So it's like, oh, <laughs> me.